Hi, I'm Big Nkrumah. And I'm Audio Nerd 64. And we are your game of fans. Love it. This week on Gamer Friends, we are getting into Resident Evil 2, Cyberpunk 2077. Kind of. Kind of. A little bit. It's drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea of Thieves. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Apparently. Mark. And if you ain't no punk, hello, we want unions. <laughs> I was expecting you to do that. We want you, yes! Yeah, something Woo. that you need to have. I'm going to stop now because it's fair use. <laughs> um, that's what game devs are, are talking about right now. So there's that. Indeed. These past two weeks in nerddom, um, I've got a lot to say about the Steven Universe finale. Uh, we have both been slacking on the Marvel Netflix properties. We have. Um, you didn't even bother to watch Titans. And Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was being rewritten as it was being filmed. That's right. A mess. A huge mess. Anyway, Call Out Culture is toxic. And in the home screen, we are exclusively talking about the anthem. VIP. You know me. Not for Xbox. The anthem VIP demo. Finally, in party chat... The long-awaited Switch Spectacular is here with special guests. You'll have to wait and see. Wow, that's such a tease. I mean, it's in the show notes. It is in the show (laughs) notes. But maybe just don't look at him. She would find it much more dramatic and wonderful to wait to hear. To be revealed. Yes. Well, I guess we should get into it. Let's log on. So apparently Resident Evil 2 is amazing. It's the, the best reboot. game that's ever been made. It is the game of the year. <laughs> it is the game, game of, of a generation. generation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to play this one. Yeah, I tried legitimately. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> well, I downloaded the one-shot 30-minute demo. Uh-huh. And Hakeem came over. Okay. And we went to go... What did we go do? I went to go see a baby. I went to Atlantic Terminal Mall. Chilled out. It's Tarjay. Yeah. Crew. Anyway, he was here on his lonesome and played the demo. So when I went in to play it, I could not play it. Which was probably for the best because I watched an in-depth review, like a 30-minute review, and I screamed two times. You know... (laughs) I wish Hakeem didn't take that away from you because I think it would have been good content to have you playing it and screaming. No. It would have... Oh, yeah, no. Gold. It wouldn't have been good content for anyone. Has gold. At all. Um, yeah, I, it just looks too scary for me. I've never played them. I didn't even know they were, like, puzzle games until I watched the review. Um, oh, wow. So you was... I mean, I never really got... In, I never got into Resident Evil at all. I, it's Listen, I don't do scary shit. I just don't do it. Just, just don't... You know, it is what it is. So... You're a punk. <sighs> I'm kidding. I would not play Resident... I will not be out in these streets playing Resident Evil 2. We would like to source someone for you... <laughs> yeah, we should like... gonna play Resident Evil, <laughs> play Kingdom Hearts. Yes, we need someone who's gonna play... There's <laughs> an episode where someone is playing all these games that we're not. Yeah. Uh, So they can come and talk to y'all about them. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, we always do. Listen, I don't want to take away what Resident Evil 
is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the remaster uh, legitimately looks very good. Like visually, it looks like, scarily awesome. Yeah, like they were talking about how they couldn't um, remaster the game exactly because the graphics were so good in the new engine that certain scary things that were obscured just by draw distance, basically, <laughs> in the old version, you know, there, there was no reason why you wouldn't be able to see it. And so they had to add, like, fog and mist and, like, other uh, types of things to obscure, uh, you know, some jump scares and things. And, you know, I don't know. It just goes to show that it's not a game that was being made for me because the <laughs> games that I like to play wouldn't do those types of things to me. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I I know that we poke fun at the whole, like, the game of the lifetime. Like, you know, the whole just overwhelming accolades. But I got to say, for the most part, I've really enjoyed the games that I've played that people will say those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, an astute comment from Jack, though. Ah. That you were friend. there for, I believe. Um, possibly. Where he said he wanted to know the opinion of someone who did not play the original because he's curious mm. about how much like nostalgia is at play in terms of thinking this is the best thing ever. Well, fuck, I guess now I have to play it. Just because, like, you know, for real, people really, really fucking love Resident Evil 2. Even I, I know do. that. I know yeah. Leon and, and Raccoon Police Department, even though I never, ever played that game. Nope. Some of it I learned because I wanted to understand the uh, sketch on Robot Chicken. But, you know. Wow. It's a deep dive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to play it and scream into a microphone for... That would be funny. For downloads, for clicks, for likes. Professor Dumbtruck did say that he would allow me to do it on his stream. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, kudos, though. It sounds kudos, like Capcom yeah. did an incredible job. Sounds like they're loving it. Everyone is eating that shit up, yeah. which they need. Not only do they need it, Capcom's doing well. Who's not doing well? Uh, I mean... Is it a not doing well thing? Let's just, let's not bury the lead like we always do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the head writer of Cyberpunk 2077 uh, has left CD Projekt Red to go to Blizzard of all places, which, you know, it's it's not doing too great over there. Uh, Blizzard. Yeah. This is... Perplexing. It is a little perplexing. Are they? Are they? Are we adding? I don't know stories to Overwatch now, or I don't know. I what I will say is that you know it is clear that Diablo Four is coming, and maybe it's for uh, Diablo Four. Okay. I feel like it would be a little late in the development, though. Um. So I, who knows what they're gonna do? Maybe a whole new property. Maybe Blizzard is like you know we need the Beyonce. Of game developments, lead well, writer. Now that over. Activision doesn't have Destiny, they're probably looking for something like that. <laughs> I mean, Shit. what major studio has not gone into the game as a service uh, kind of model in the same vein? Like, you know, EA has Anthem coming out. Yep. Ubisoft has Division. Yep. Uh, Activision had Destiny, but it's not around anymore. 
That's true. As Activision, anyway. Right. Hmm. So they need yeah. a new one. They, yeah, they need one. Too. Everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. It's wild. So anyway, it led to some questions. You know, your head writer and one of the executive producers of The Witcher 3 is leaving your studio before your next big game comes out. What's the deal? It was good. And it seems as though folks are saying that Cyberpunk is so far along that it's not a crisis. That like, <laughs> like he did the work. That like the story is done. Okay. That well, I mean, that has to be done early on because you know they have to do all the recording and shit, and then that got you know that makes sense. That makes sense, right? You know, if you don't want your employees to work one hundred hour days, you have to plan ahead. So <laughs> I also saw that oh boy. that you can play through the game. In you know whatever way you want, and that all of that stuff is in there. It's just like textures and some things are missing. Like the world itself is still being built, mm-hmm. um, but everything or else polished. Is... Okay, but everything else is done. Oh, and I didn't know this. They're planning for a current gen console release. Oh shit! So it does put it in like it could come out this year. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Yeah, like maybe uh, holidays 2019. Uh, wow, could you imagine like Anthem having like all of this hoorah and hype and shit and then December 27th comes out to just shit on them? It would be actually very funny if they saved, <laughs> if they announced the release date on the day that Anthem comes out or the day that the Division 2 comes out. I would love for that to happen because I'm messy and I love... Well, I'm not messy. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like drama. Freudian. Freudian. (laughs) Love me some drama. Whatever. You know, that... Well... I'm thinking... This is probably going to be like, you know, they're preparing for current gen, but it'll be like on the cusp of, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, they release it for both. It really know. depends on when the next gen's coming out. Like, is the next gen coming out next year? Like we the rumors no say, idea. or is it coming out twenty twenty one? Like next year's the announcement year, and they've got a year of buildup. Well, I don't know because I mean, I feel like the cycle used to be five years, and that's broken. Yeah, fair enough. And we're only doing half steps now. Yeah, it's like, like the next gen is a little better. Yeah, it's it's 4K. only a full upgrade if you don't have the one X. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out soon enough. Sooner or later. You know, the fact that this is not putting up red flags is, I think, very good news about the the possibility of of us playing Cyberpunk this year. Well, that excites me. Do you know what else excites me? What excites you? People taking these corporations to task and making sure that they get their wages and their terms and conditions and... (laughs) I don't know how unions work because I'm a freelancer. <laughs> I'm a freelancer. <laughs> a contract. A contract. Um, yeah, this is a survey from the Game Developers Conference. 4,000 people surveyed. Half are interested in forming a union, which, you know what? You only need a little bit more than half to make things happen. Honestly, and that half should just be fucking rock star devs <laughs> because they all had to work 100 hours. <laughs> we. Uh, I'm never gonna let them live that down. That's Listen, like my um, how Larry Lemoore never let Bill Cosby go. That's gonna be like my version of that. I'm never letting Rockstar get away with the fact that they work people over a hundred hours per week, and we're they were so proud of that. Yeah, didn't even win Game of the Year. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, you, I didn't even think about that. They worked all those hours <laughs> for what? Uh, no, I mean, they, I mean, they, it's a great game, but yeah. you know. 
Um, it's very long too. I'm not finished. Anyway, organized labor is you know on on the upswing right now. It it essentially just caused the end of the United States government shutdown, whoop, whoop. which lasted for over a month, longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Could you over a racist monument? I cannot wait to look at my kids' textbooks <laughs> and see that factoid in there. My and kids are going to have to know that. <laughs> like, it was a dark year, but that idiot. The racism wall was defeated. <laughs> Temporarily. Uh, until Chuck Schumer offers $4.6 more. There it is. Also, <gasps> um, I shouldn't have said the word idiot. Ableist. Thank you for placing yourself. You're welcome. Well, you know, I'm just longing for the day that we can have a more long-form conversation about unionization within the game developing uh, circle. Hmm. 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 Um, you know who else is going hmm. these days? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we are on something tonight. I don't know. Uh, see if these players, oh, yeah. specifically the streamers, because apparently people are watching it. People are playing it. Summit 1G is playing it a lot. Uh, I don't know. He's a frustrating person on Twitch. <laughs> ah, why is he frustrating? Let's get into some drama. <laughs> he is the type of uh, person that will, like, smash his keyboard when something doesn't go his way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That kind of really delightful role model. For um, the children. Anyway, yeah, he's been, you know, just going around and griefing people, essentially, which admittedly is very funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are inexplicably just really getting back into Sea of Thieves hardcore. Tim told me to get back into it, and Tim should know better. Yeah, Tim explicitly asked you. He did, like me, he called me out <laughs> in the group chat, and I was like, I know that you don't like it, but. But, and I was like, I'm okay. So maybe I'll have to just boot it back up again this weekend or whatever. I don't know. I'm going to wait for your verdict because I don't have the energy. But apparently a lot (laughs) of the stuff that was like limited time that was really cool, you can now trigger at all times. They've added some new economies in the game. Um, It's not just, you know, a complete step and fetch it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, mm. you know. mm, mm, Hmm. It was. I did not find it unbearable <laughs> when I played it with you. <laughs> with you, unbearable is a harsh. No, it's not word. You but have it, said it, way worse about it, it, it. You let me finish. Let me finish. It is a harsh word. <laughs> it is also an accurate. Word. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't I, think, have had a, a stronger reaction to a game <laughs> since I've known you. No. Uh, no, and I've played Mass Effect Andromeda. Poor guy. There it is. I have some gripes about that, but about what? The Mass Effect combat system and scaling Ugh. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, these past two weeks in Nerddom. Let's get into it. Steven Universe. <sighs> I, you know. Anytime I need to shave my head, I'm just gonna watch. <laughs> The Steven Universe finale. Wait, I don't understand. It's well, it balded me. Scout. I've been scouted. I, you know, it's like it's wild because there were there were three moments where I was like, oh, it's time to cry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like here it is, here it is, right here. Oh God. 
Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. We're not going to like spoil everything, but I'll spoil certain things. Some things. So, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm sure if you haven't seen it yet, you're already spoiled because for whatever reason, this fandom does not care. No, this fandom was just really loose with Twitter fingers. Yeah. Um, I don't follow like a lot of folks who are really into the show like that to be posting no. spoilers like that. So I didn't see anything. I was pleasantly emotionally surprised. But I'm sorry that you had to suffer like I usually have to suffer with the MCU. I, I mean so many words on Twitter. So I many mean, words. I I was actually behind and I forced the issue. I was like, we have to watch it because yes. I've seen too much already. Yes. Nothing that was inherently spoilery, but looking back, I'm like, oh, that is a major spoiler <laughs> if you know the context of it. Right. Um, listen, I cried a lot. It was... I, I, what I want to focus on is... is Less about what actually happened and more about what it represents. Mm. Can you imagine having a TV show that is pretty identifiably queer as a young queer person and having it literally hammer home the idea that like there's nothing wrong with you and that there's going to be people who are really convincingly good at telling you that there's something wrong with you, but you don't have to listen to them. And you can, in fact, like come out okay by just embracing who it is that you are as a person. That is... there. I mean, what else do you have to say? It is... I can't imagine how different my life would have been if mm. I had had something like this when I was growing up. And I'm I'm fucking nearly 30 years old talking about this cartoon made for children. And it's something that I want my kids to watch because I, I want them to like understand this lesson as early as possible. Yeah. I struggled with stuff like this for so long. And to have representation like this in mass media, I don't know. It's it's really powerful. Mm. Rebecca yeah. Sugar is a blessing. They are. They uh they did the thing. <sighs> I have actually nothing to add. I feel like you've perfectly perfectly encapsulated what the show did, especially with the finale. Um, I implore you all. If there is one show. That we have talked about. If you have watched none of them, you have played none of the video games that we talked about. <laughs> you are only listening to us because you're a friend or because for some odd reason our yelling about video games puts you to sleep. Please do me this favor. Go watch Steven Universe. I want to like maybe even make a curated playlist of all of the episodes without any filler. Or character development because some of the filler episodes have character development. That's true, but you know, Not I'm sure like you could huge, figure yeah, out which ones there are that are perfectly fluffy in all ways and nothing really happens at all. Yeah, like uh, you know, all the stuff about the guy for um, who's the guy to make Big City weird? 
the frag of oh. his brother. Oh, I can't Ronaldo? remember. Yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. Like, you know, it's funny. I don't know. I I think I don't mind the those quote unquote filler episodes. You need some like it's, it's heavy sometimes, you know? Yeah. I don't mind it. I I, think I would a, definitely I think suggest as, watching as a whole, the whole thing. It's a whole as a whole, it's a fun experience. You don't have to watch the episode that they did the crossover with Uncle Grandpa. You they, do not. No. Explain right at the beginning that it's non-canon, and I said, "Skip. We have a story <laughs> to get through. I don't care." Also, all the episodes are ten minutes long. Yeah. So, like, what excuse do you have? So there's like a hundred something of them, but it's you know it's Perfect it's comparable to watching like two or three seasons of a full length TV show, which is not that bad. No, watch it. Just watch it. You know what? We haven't been watching. Mm. I'm killing it on the transitions mm. today. Uh, Daredevil <laughs> still needs to be finished, <laughs> and Punisher season two, which Oof. I am. I'm. I think we talked about this before. There's been a lot of rumblings that it's not that great. There's not only been a lot of rumblings that it's not that great, but apparently it lost like thirty percent of its viewership or something. Like That's right because we've all given up. That's <laughs> right. The MCU Netflix folks are like. Well, this isn't going anywhere. So why would I watch this? That's I'm sad. just assuming it's going to get canceled. So why would I? Uh, I'm not in a rush. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. I will watch it. I will watch it eventually. But yeah, it's pretty bad that we haven't even made any progress on Daredevil. I mean, you know, there's so many VIP demos to sit around and not play because mm. you're on a loading screen. So wow. It We're just getting in a lot of shots like ahead of time, which is good. Oh yeah, no, we got to get them out now so that way I can have like the, you know a nice cohesive mm-hmm. good thing to say. Uh, also, not motivated to get it on my DC properties. Titans. No, you kind of made a big yet. deal in the last. Episode I did. I really did. I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably gonna watch Titans. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. Wow, wow, that's not how I sound. So there's that. Uh, look, I'm on a Brooklyn Nine Nine binge. Okay, it's a fantastic show. It is. Cop propaganda, but it's very funny. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. And it's been captivating all of my attention. And I'm so sorry that I, I, I just, I'm behind. I will watch Titans. I will talk about Titans. I'm, I highly doubt. If there are any listeners out there who are like, damn, I really want to hear Cedric's thoughts about Titans. I am sorry. Two weeks, I promise. Do you remember the episode we watched where they went to the equivalent of a CAA black site, but it was the NYPD? And they made jokes about torturing people. You know who else tortures people? (laughs) Killing it. The Joker. Wow. But maybe he doesn't torture people. Wow. Or maybe he does. Well, the script is being rewritten. So we don't know. I guess nobody knows. I can't imagine (laughs) the stress of working on a movie like that. Where which you, you already know it's under scrutiny because it's a property that is not doing so hot right now. No, like Aquaman, <laughs> fine. Like for some reason, somehow because it's good. Uh, we, we still have to see it, and I have to see it without. Or, being do I mean a hater. objectively? I mean the money says it. So it's that's no. The money has often said terrible, terrible things are popular. So I think the bigger flag here is that I should know the difference between subjective and objective. But you here probably we are. should. Anyway, yeah, uh, they're rewriting the film as it's being filmed. I I don't I mean, even I think know. It's past tense. I think it's filmed. Period. 
Oh, and they're rewriting it now? No, but they were rewriting it as, as it they was were being doing filmed. It. Well, I mean, at least they didn't wait until after they were done with the whole cut, like, you know, Dark Phoenix. <clears throat> I, we might not ever see that movie. Apparently, it's shit. Um, who has been saying that? Although, in Florida, when I visited my family, I saw, like, a poster at the movie theater. Like, it has a date. So oh, it does? It has a date, so theoretically, a, like, it's coming. I've been seeing a lot of things, like, this movie is trash. I mean, it is going to be trash. Maybe they might give it, like, the proud marriage treatment, and, like, they're not going to talk <laughs> about it at all. And then it's just going to come out, and, like, two people are going to see it, and then one person's really going to be into it, and the other person's going to be like, why the fuck did I get out of this? I still would not be surprised <laughs> if it just doesn't come out. If it's just like, and if you want to see this, get the Disney streaming service. <laughs> it's great. Oh, my God. As soon as Ant-Man comes out, we know that the end is nigh for Disney. I don't want to per- I don't want to get on their streaming service. Like I really don't. I'd honestly rather just buy the Blu-ray. It's because li- like what the three fuck months is the of point? it will outweigh Netflix, whatever the Blu-ray Hulu, costs. It. This thing, Prime. Yeah, why are we why did we leave cable? Let's just go back. Let's just <laughs> fucking go back. Let's hit the reset button and go back to cable. Go back to Blockbuster with the fucking VHSs that nobody ever fucking rewound. Just let's just go back. Wow. They never rewound them. You're a little young to be concerned about that. I was Don't you think? I am, you know, a high strung person. I was a high strung child and I thought it was very rude when people did not rewind. The damn VHS tape. Weren't they DVDs by the time you were like six, though? Eight or nine, maybe. <laughs> okay. And we weren't early adopters, okay? We kept the... Yo, I think my parents still have VHS, like a whole <laughs> ass ton of VHSs in the we in the garage. We were not early adopters. <laughs> I'm still not. Jordan. Jordan, my dad... Still, to this day, has an original Xbox. Please stop. He's still, and we'll still buy games for it. No, no, I can get no, that no, man an Xbox no, One no. X. Stop. Fifteen it. years from now, and he would love it. <laughs> uh, look, this is just games are expensive, but he always made sure we had the ones that we wanted. Bless his soul. Wow. Love you, Daddy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, all right. Nerdum is done. Let's get to the meat. The meat. The steak. The meat. Oh, my <sighs> God. You're really excited for me to say negative things about Anthem. <laughs> Should we do a montage of all the shit talking that I've done about Anthem? You have done an incredible amount of shit talking about Anthem. Do we Finally. Do I want to do the montage now or do I want to do it when the game comes out? When the game comes out, for sure. All right. A montage will be coming. Because then we'll know... Whether or not you were talking shit and it was like unwarranted, <laughs> right? Right. Because right I now I feel like it could go both ways. It's just it could go both ways. It is ambiguous. Okay, so tell us the story of the anthem demo. Who shall the demo? Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. So, so we finally figure out how to fucking get into the damn thing. There's two demos. There was the VIP demo this past weekend. And there is the open demo that's happening next weekend. If you are a part of EA Access or EA Origins on PC, or if you're like us and pre-ordered the game outright, you got access to the Anthem VIP demo. Or so you thought. Dum, dum, dum. All right, I'm, I'm done with, them, with that. Um, <laughs> all right, so the demo was supposed to come out 
at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. West Coast Time, <laughs> Pacific Time. I know it's Pacific Time. Wow. Uh, you <laughs> need a time zone <laughs> tutorial. Um, and as soon as it launched, there were server issues. People couldn't get on. And people were very loud about this on Twitter. So I was like, <laughs> sucks to suck. I have to be at work all day anyway. I'll just hop on that motherfucker when I get out of work at 6. So I got out of work at 6. I'm 20 minutes away from work. I get to the apartment, ready to just boot this thing up. I pre-downloaded on Thursday, all of that. And it still wasn't running. So everyone was like, oh my God, it's not, what's going on? So then <sighs> EA was like, we're working on it. We're so sorry. Uh, one of the, the executive producer at Bioware was like, this is wild. The tweets, they were not flattering, but he's the executive producer. You can do whatever the fuck he wants about his own game. So we all just kind of like, well, what's going on? Mm, let's get to PUBG. Mm, let's get into this winter map. You know, just, there's nothing else really we can do. Let's play some Blackout. <laughs> we do play a lot of Blackout. Um, so <laughs> I'm not good at Blackout, y'all. No. Uh, so then we just waited some more. And then we saw <laughs> that a lot of the issues that were happening on the PC and PlayStation side of things were pretty much resolved. And they were still working on things. For the Xbox, this is around maybe like eight or nine. Can we talk about how the Xbox is like the premier destination? They for literally this were game? like advertising it like best played on Xbox One X, and <sighs> Xbox One X could not get into the demo no. until the eleventh hour. Actually, it was ten forty-five, <laughs> but still, almost the eleventh hour, we could finally get into this thing. Um, this is us. Some let's see. Jesus got in already. He was in and playing. He was in like all night. He was he in all no night. No problems. No issues. We had lots of them. Um, and then it was just it was a mess. It it there were issues connecting. We infinite loading screens. You had to hop out. You had to quit. You had to come back in. You know I, that was a you know that part of it wasn't like. You know, it was seamless, I guess, mm. coming back in from having to quit the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the coming back in part was nice. Uh, I just had to hit A a bunch of times. It's kind of, I got to say, a little unnerving that they had planned it so well. Like, yeah. this is what happens when you get dropped from a game. Because it's going to happen a lot. So, you know, all that happened. Statements were made. Everyone who had to suffer through this got, is going to get a free vinyl out of it. Which I guess we can wear some fucked up badge of honor. Like, look at us dumbasses who. A vinyl, by the <laughs> way, is how you like color your javelin, the suit that you wear. It's like, it's what the word, it, it's like the shader <laughs> for the javelin. It better uh, be the N7 one. Parlance. Anyway, then there were issues surrounding like you could get. And one, you can get the Ranger, like the base Javelin, and then you can pick one of the other ones. And then people were having issues doing that. So they were like, all right, we'll give you fuckers all four. Please stop tweeting mean things at the support accounts. Um, that didn't even roll out perfectly, by the way, because I have one more unlock than mm. the four that I already have now. So whenever I try to change Javelins, 
I get pulled out into like the main javelin thing, even though there's nothing to do there anymore because I have an unlock token. It's a little annoying. A mess. Um, there was one, I don't know. Okay. So all that happened, there was a statement from, uh, I'm trying to, who, where, who was it? It was the Bungie head of live. Right. I mean, not Bungie. Bioware. Yeah, Bioware. Um, the basic was like, look, you know, we did plan for this. I guess numbers, I, I read it that they planned for it numbers wise. But there were just a lot of like variables because people were playing from home, I guess, and not on whatever test thing that they have set up in their offices. And then I was like, uh, well, then what was the alpha program for? Uh, it seemed to me that it wasn't so much the servers. It was literally like the mechanism by which you log into the server. Mm. Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know how this shit works because I don't. Right. <sighs> but... I think I, I'm gonna go I, out on the limb and be that guy. I don't. I feel every game, just, yeah. Every live game like this has problems when it launches. Yes. GTA Online was a mess. Yes. Red Dead Online was a mess. Hot mess. Uh, Destiny Two. There was like a wait to log in at first. Sticky the division mess. had an issue where you could literally block other agents from getting in the door of the first <laughs> building that you had to go into to start the game. That's wild. So they had to hot fix the game so that you could phase through agents if they were standing in front of you for more than like two seconds. Nice. And I will, um, you know, that's a good point. I will also bring up the fact here and interrupt you now. I understand that, you know, this is Bioware's first foray into this genre. Yes, they've done multiplayer before, but not multiplayer in this always online yes yeah so all that said you already had an alpha and it was okay i just i feel like it's kind of bad that you essentially we lost a day on the demo and they didn't extend it that's right i guess the reasoning for that is a they got shit to work on obviously b that there's another demo next weekend um, yeah, but what if I don't know? What if I don't this not, weekend was the weekend that I was going to play the demo? I guess I don't know. I would rather take the free shit than an extra day. Tbh, um, like I said, as a badge of honor of my suffering. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just at what point is it not going to be acceptable that your game just doesn't work though when it launches? Yeah, like, and I don't, I don't mean like the oh, glitchy stuff like Fallout. Yeah. I mean literally if. The, the gaming industry, it's not new to do a game as a service, online, always online multiplayer game now. Yeah. We've had a lot of them. And, you know, they're running smoother and smoother. Yeah. Like Destiny 2 on the launch day had a wait to get in. But that, like, it wasn't like there were massive, yeah. major issues that were preventing most people from playing. Yeah. I ugh, So, I don't know. I don't know. When, he, when is it going to get better? Is it's, it just always going to be like this? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one. It's like whatever. Like, they're testing things. I get that. 10 hours and 45 minutes. And then that whole night. Is a long time. The rubber banding was so bad. Yeah, that first night was rough. The glitches were so bad. You watched. I recorded. I recorded. And we'll put it up on glitches. Instagram. Like, it, it was really bad. It was unplayable. Yeah. Okay. I know it was a demo. It was a hot mess. We all suffered. But we're not entitled to things. I know. I'm, I wasn't tweeting at people, being mean and shit. Okay? okay. I still loved it. And before I get into why I really liked it, I want to play a little, little game. 
Um, so I saw a lot of people, a lot of tweets that were like, "Stop comparing games." Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, "But that's how you like get people to understand what the game is about." So let's get the comparisons out quick. Jordan, pick two games. What are the what are the parents of Anthem? Destiny and the Division. Okay, why? The way that you move in and out of the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a lot like The Division. Yeah. It reminds me very much like that. It's a four-person squad. You are often complimenting other people in the squad. Mm-hmm. You're playing certain things for a reason. Um, there's not too, too much strategy in terms of the bosses. They're just massive bullet sponges. Um, at least the one that we've encountered, mm-hmm. um, or the three, I guess, that we've encountered in the Anthem demo. Um, and I don't know, the shooting is kind of Division-esque. I mean, the Division shooting is way better, um, but it's, you know, it's still like real-world weapon archetypes. It's not like fantasy types of weapons. Like the Division, right? So, um, Destiny is like, you know, s- supernatural kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. magic, shooter, basically. And all that. Yeah. And there's a lot of using abilities and stuff like that yes, in yes, Anthem. Yes. Um, and this, the class that I like to play is basically like the wizard. So, I don't know. It, it just seems a lot like a mishmash of of those two things. It's a looter shooter. Yes. Um, I think my choices would be Monster Hunter and Destiny 2. And Mass Effect is like, you know, the... Step-parent? Step-parent, really cool uncle, aunt. <laughs> uh <laughs> That is very involved in the child's. Uh, it's the gunkle. Yes, it's the gunkle. Okay, I didn't get to pick a gunkle. Well, I'm sorry that you had a traditional. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Parenting can mean so many things, so many people. So I'm okay. sorry. It's two dimensional. Um, okay. I want to get that out of the way. Yeah. So yes, uh, Monster Hunter. Just the worlds reminded me of that. You know. Yeah, I can see very that. much. It was like just so vast. And, I mean, obviously, like there's a huge amount of verticality to this game that Monster Hunter can't have. Um, but like the exploration of it, the sort of like what the fuck is going on kind of thing. And then Destiny, because Destiny and then Mass Effect, uh, I thought it just felt a lot like Mass Effect. Um, you know, like the gunplay, the enemy types, you know, all that kind of stuff. Even like the story a little bit. A little, eh, it gave me vibes. It's very Bioware. Gave me, yeah, very space Bioware vibes. Um, all right, so we got our comparisons out of the way, so we cannot compare it anymore. That's it. It's bad for games. Bad. Okay. Uh, so let's just talk about. Let's just talk about it. Well, I don't even know what to start with. I don't know where I want to start. I think it was very smart for them to just drop us off in the middle. At level 10, you get up to level 15. No, like they were like, don't even worry about the story. Don't worry about anything. Just go play this damn game. And the gameplay is awesome. And it's okay. It, 
oh, okay, it's awesome. And I understand why they made that front and center for the demo. They were just like, play this fucking awesome game that we made. You're going to have a lot of fun flying around shooting things. And I did. I'm not above that. It is a lot of fun to fly around and shoot things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will completely 100% depend on the end game whether or not I play this for more than two weeks. Just the campaign, yeah. Yeah, like, if if they don't have anything to keep going back, like, the demo, I was playing the Stronghold on hard over and over and over again. Uh, explain what the Stronghold is for the listeners at home. The Stronghold is, like, a dungeon, like a strike. Mm-hmm. It is a multi-step, multi-encounter activity that is not a raid type length um but is not a mission type length either it's like in between um got some steps some layers it's like an onion yeah it's parfait it's also for the most part like kind of disconnected from the story a little bit like i don't know yeah it's like how much it fits into the larger anthem story but it had nothing to do with the three story missions that you play. Right. So anyway, I, I was playing that like a million times. It felt a lot like when I was playing the Destiny 2 demo and you played mm. that one strike that they let you play like a hundred times. You really uh did dug into this, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I played a lot out of it because at the end you could play all four javelins. And so, right. you know, I really wanted to see what the differences were and stuff. I really spent a lot of time with it. And... I like it. A lot of my friends like it. It just really depends on what is going to happen once you beat the campaign. Um, Just because, frankly, for me, I have a month to play with. The Division 2 comes out a month after Anthem, and I will not be missing any Division 2 action. (laughs) I don't know. I... (laughs) I you know when all the you know all the cool people got to play it first, they just the whole the thing they kept saying was the the, the flying feels really good, the gameplay is really fun. I'm you know and maybe not even like the gameplay because that involves the shooting, which maybe for some people is just like it's very like Bioware shooting where it's not like you're not shooting for headshots. There's like you know points, but it's not like uh, I won't make a comparison. Um, you know, as long as you're in the general area, you're going to get your guy. You're not, like, out here. It's not precision. Yeah. Which is fine. It's not about accuracy. Not about accuracy. Um, But the flying. Oh. My God. It is. It's so fun. It is so well done. A little clunky at first, not intuitive. But it's fine. It's different. I picked it up. I think it's intuitive. It just has a learning curve. It has a learning curve. It's so much fun. And I think, and and just like, it's fun, like the vastness of it. Like you, like I, there was like one moment, remember when we, in, I think it was in the stronghold and we were like, all right, Nick, you and me, let's go get these turrets. And we just, I see you jump off and fly off and I'm up and I'm <laughs> flying off. And then there were two turrets and we thought there was one and we got shot out of the sky. Um, <laughs> Specifically, but I turned the corner. And I said, there's two turrets, there's two turrets, there's two turrets. This is more and screaming. Then, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah. But it just, like, it It was, like, such a cool moment. And it was, like, it was just really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. 
and it, it's gorgeous to look at. You know, watching everyone just fly around, and depending on what suit you pick, how you you know that ch- changes your fighting style. And you're like, hey, come over here and help me, because blah, blah blah. You do that. It's just I don't know. It's like such a a very cool concept, very fun to like navigate through, and I just I really enjoyed it. I think so you it, mentioned the different javelin types and how they like fly differently. Yeah. Can you just explain what the javelin types are? Yeah. So your ranger is like your base dude, kind of like your run of the mill average soldier type, right? Mario. Mario. He's Mario. They're Mario. Um, so you know, average flight time, you know, you get as many, you know, the guns that you want. Yeah, very important. The javelin suits are not gendered. If you're gonna pick like a woman freelancer. Uh, I, I don't believe that it like gives your suit any anatomical features that have anything to do with uh, gender. So. No, it does not. Which brings me to the Interceptor. Because the Interceptor, that's a big bottom suit. <laughs> Apple bottom javelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, you know, you're more a little bit faster, a little bit more nimble, throwing stars. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, the throwables were, they did some damage. Like, yes. I had a lot of fun with that suit because it was quicker. You can't, like, take a hit at all. But, like, if you could just... It was, like, fun to, like, sneak around, especially in, like, the bigger areas where there's, like, all these, like, hills and caverns and ledges and shit. Just be running around, shoot things, don't... Th- it, does, it does a lot of damage. It I was really it. fun to just call out, be like, I'm going to take out this turret because I was playing the Storm, which is, like, the Warlock class. Yes. Which, you know, you can fly uh, a lot longer than the Forever. other classes. You literally... Can you can fly. hover forever. You can't fly forever. Uh, okay. Um, but you can definitely fly longer than the other classes, and you can hover virtually forever. Um, and my shield is kind of like visible in a way that everyone else's shields are not visible. Well, the Colossus shield is visible, but I'll let you talk about that. Um, anyway, you know, I, I was like commanding magic and stuff, so one of my attacks froze things. So I would go up to these big turrets, which do a ton of damage. It's like essential that you get them cleared out before you can do anything else. So I would just fly over, rocket over, and you know freeze a turret. You would come out of nowhere and just throw stuff at it, and it would blow up. Thank you for the sound effects. You're welcome. I might actually put some real sound effects in there. Um, yeah, no, it was dope. And then you have your Colossus. It's like your Hulkbuster. I don't. Uh, I have to. I didn't get to play this one. I'll play it in the next weekend's demo. It's hard. I heard it was hard. It's hard. Uh, G Nerd was doing some damage with it. G Nerd loved it and was having a great time. Tim Hated did it. not love it. It was not having a good time. I felt so bad. Yeah, because uh, you can't switch. <laughs> you just have to. You have to keep your shield up at all times. So all the other javelins have shields that are intrinsic to the suit. Right. The uh. Colossus shield because it's just a big bulky suit. You have to hold a physical shield and you know if that gets blown up <laughs> good luck because you'll die really quickly. So apparently there's like mods and stuff that really help with that and that's part of the reason why yeah. Tim was not doing so hot. Yeah, like and we the were whole doing time a mission on hard. And that, we were doing a mission on hard. That too. So like the whole time I was like on the interceptor I was like, "Oh, I wish I had could boost my shields." And like I did do that with some of the consumables, but I'm like, "Ah, I want more, you know, and like obviously that'll come. You know, you make you make the suit. You can that add was the brilliance of the to demo. it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they like, let oh. you be powerful, but they not clearly powerful. let you know that you could be way more powerful. <laughs> yes, yes. So like I'm like I already am like trying to piece together my perfect interceptor build, and then 
multiple interceptor builds because you can have loadouts and they can all be different colors. Oh, I was so excited. Yeah, there's a lot to love about this game. I agree with you on the gameplay for the most part. I gotta say, I love shooting. And this game is way less about shooting. It's not that your guns don't matter, but your guns are certainly not the hallmark, at least on my Javelin of Choice. When I was playing the Storm... Well, yeah, because you got... My stuff comes back pretty fast, and I'm very strong elementally. Yeah. Right, so I was using a bunch of my abilities all the time. I would find myself, like, going throughout the game and maybe reloading, like, 10 or 15 times throughout the whole thing. I have to run around and be like, shoot some ads, I need ammo. (laughs) (laughs) It's out, it's gone. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but I, I I really liked how distinct the classes were mm. um, and how you really have to play a certain way. Like, you cannot play a storm as a tank. You just can't do it. No. It doesn't matter if you have mods to make your shield stronger. Like, it's not going to do enough to tank uh, anything. You are a glass cannon and just embrace it. Yeah. No, I mean... It was. It, I think it was especially exciting when we got each class in in one playthrough of the yes. the stronghold. Yes, and like each person like had their roles. I'm like, Tim, you're on. Can you be on crowd control? Because you know, da 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 da. And like, I need to do this, and I need to blah blah blah, zip around. And it was it was good. Yeah, I played Ranger on that last one, but anyway, um, I have some nitpicks about like the scaling. Yes, I listen the 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 taking off and the launching and the in the air gameplay was incredible. So incredible. There's a lot to be desired about the actual gunplay. But you know, again, it's not shooting that much. I just found in general that the combat was more about positioning and maneuverability than it was about accuracy and, and gunplay. Um yes. But you know, the the thing that I like about some of the other games that we've mentioned that I will not directly compare to. Don't do it. Is that I can see the faces of the enemies and like I know what they look like Mm -hmm. and I can point them out. I couldn't tell you after probably about 10 hours of playing this game over the course of the three days, um, I I couldn't tell you what any of these creatures really look like. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're called. I don't know what factions they belong to. Like, and it's because they're small. We are fighting human sized creatures, and we are in a slightly larger than human sized suit, although the Colossus is way bigger. Um, and I don't know, the enemies just seemed small. You're saying that Mass Effect is like that too. Well, that was comparison. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, that it's, one's fine. It's, it's not something I'm used to, and I really. <laughs> I just wish the world was a little scaled up. I wish everything was a little bigger. I don't mind it. I, it felt very Bioware to me. Um, and I think for the most part, I had a general, I was like, oh, we're fighting scorpions. Oh, we're fighting their version, maybe or maybe not, of the hive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not to make a comparison. Uh, or these are like the human type things. And I mean, you know, also, I, I think you don't, you don't, you played Storm for most of the time, so you stayed very far away from the enemies where, like, you know, a Ranger and Interceptor might get a little bit closer. That's true. That's true. So, I, you know, the scale didn't bother me, I think, as someone who, as someone who has played many a game in the Bioware continuity, oh which is actually just Mass Effect. I did not play Dragon Age. Um, 
Didn't bother me none. I really liked it. I think it just gave us like a a little bit more of a sense of realism than some of the maybe more sci-fi-y, fantastical games that I'm not going to make a good direct comparison to uh, might. Yeah. So it didn't bother me. I'm just going to say as like a, a word of caution, you know, to to end on, at least for me, you know, feel free to say whatever you want to say. Um, That's right. Fucking cause. I really, really loved the Destiny 2 demo. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Is great. that a comparison? Yeah, it's a fucking comparison. Damn. I thought it was great. Um, I had a lot of fun with the new subclasses and all that stuff. Um, it was not indicative of what the end game was at all. Right. And that was what the problem with that game was. Mm. Um, well, and I mean, for this game, I still kind of don't know what all of that is actually going to be like in practice. Yeah. And that is my concern. So where I'm at with this game is that after playing, you know, a pretty good amount of time, as much time as I'm going to get for pre-ordering it, um, before the game comes out, right. 10 hours. Um, I'm not going to feel like I wasted the $60 if all I play is 80. the missions. I'm not getting any deluxe anything. I did. <laughs> we it's game share. You didn't buy it. You thought, I'm not going to pre-order it out of the $60. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we game share. Okay. So there's that. And oh, so I don't have to buy it all, at all? Great. Okay. No, um, you have to buy the division. I already bought it. And that one I bought like $120 version. <laughs> digital? Yeah. Good. Yes, it's digital. Um I like discs. Anyway, okay. you know, I'm I'm gonna get my $60 out of it. Uh and I'm gonna get your $60 out of it. <laughs> and you know, I appreciate that everyone is really hyped for it. I'm very interested to see mm-hmm. how it compares. And this is the thing. It doesn't just have to be good for itself. It has to be good in, in comparison. comparison to the Division <laughs> 2. Yeah, yeah. Because and guess Destiny, what? And... If it's more fun to play the Division 2's endgame than to play Anthem's endgame, yeah. I will be playing the Division 2's endgame. Yeah. If it's more fun to play Anthem's endgame than the Division 2 endgame, I will play both. Damn, you are. are, We're not conceding on Division Two at all. No, he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. He's all in. in. Oh my god, I've never been more excited for a video game. See, because like I got into the division like way after everybody, and like here's the thing: I can never keep up with y'all. So like I kind of, I can't. I just can't. When you're not, when you're done with grad school. Well, right. Well, that's the problem. But I feel like Anthem, I might be motivated because it's so good to just keep playing it. And Anthem will be like my expertise. It'd be my game. Wow. You did say you were going to start streaming during it. And I think you forgot about that plan. I'm here to remind you. Uh, I don't know if I have time for that. But fun fact about Game of Friends podcast. uh, It was going to be an Anthem podcast at first. And then I was like, why should I limit myself? Also, why would I want to suffer like that? Actually, I didn't think about suffering, but... Not at the time. Not at the time, but now I'm like, oh my God, thank God I didn't make this another podcast, because whoo child, it's been a mess. Also, um, RIP Guardian Radio. That's right, damn. That's all. Moment of silence. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that is shady as fuck. I it wasn't. Well, I mean, only about um, only for Mesa Sean. There it is. You know, I'm really excited. I am not canceling my eighty dollar pre order. Uh, I appreciate that they've been really transparent about this whole thing. Thanks for the free shit. Uh, quite honestly, though, like I just want the game when it launches to run. Yeah, and you know, I, I I'm actually this will be like the first game where because I'm playing it with everyone else, like I was so far behind on Destiny that like all the end game stuff I was always catching up on. So far behind on the division, I was always catching up on. So like if this you know is the game for me, this will be the first game that I'm like doing the campaign and doing the end game with everyone. And I hope that it is a good end game. I hope that, you know, if it's like half as engaged, okay, maybe not half as engaging. If it's as engaging as Destiny 2's end game, I think I'll be happy. If it's better than that, if it's like more of a division end game, I'll be happier. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. The demo was very unfortunate, you know, launch. It kind of sucked because, like, you know, I said this a million times over the weekend. It was just like these. <coughs> The people who wanted to get into the VIP demo are the streamers. They're the influencers. They're the hardcore fans that, like, are rooting for Bioware. They're the people who have been burned by Mass Effect Andromeda. They want to see the game do well. And all of them and their three friends who wanted to join along, who probably take their opinions, you know, from... You know what I'm just saying? It's, it's an influential crowd of folks here. Okay. That wanted to get into this VIP demo it had to wait half a day to do it. We got it. So, I mean, <laughs> it just sucks because I am. I, look, I I've talked my shit, and I think I've been warranted to talk my shit. I agree okay? with your assessment. I you know caveat though what we said before. Right, it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone. You know, this is their first foray. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm rooting for y'all, but I want to be like rooting for y'all and be like, yeah, you want America's Next Top Model, Tyra? I don't want to be. We were rooting for you. I don't want to be that Tyra. Okay. We will not let you be that Tyra, even if they do fuck it up. Oh, it's not on you. It's on on Bioware. (laughs) We'll stop you. America's Next Top multiplayer (laughs) adventure. Uh, Who am I kidding? I'm more of a Miss J. Anyway, why don't you drop some music? Gamer friends, we have a treat today. It's a great treat. It's a great treat. Some repeats. Some first of all, can I just say the first, the first repeat featured guest ever in Gamer Friends history. One of my best friends. That's that's not true. What are you it's not about? true that I'm a best friend. No, that you're. <laughs> It's not true that you're a repeat. They're the yes, first repeat. Yes, she is. Khalil and Ahmed. And Tim. And Tim. 
but wow, Tim, even but no, no, no. But Tim, <laughs> but Tim was part of Bones of Feet. He was the first a woman to repeat. Guest. Get out of here. He wasn't a featured guest. The first time that the Swim Sanity team was here as a featured guest was, you know, just a few weeks ago. I like they were, were part of game developers it, of color. Like that, that was a thing that multiple people were in. Semantics. It's not semantics. Sarah with a star. First repeat guest, Game of Friends history, period, the end, and her husband. Hello. <laughs> you just got introduced as Jay-Z. How does that <laughs> I got introduced. I got introduced the way that George Clooney does with his wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who's more famous than he is. That Swim Sanity episode was one of the greatest Game of Friends episodes of all time. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. It's really just the lovely devs. It is. Do it for the devs. I don't know what that means. The it's game a- developers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sarah with a star. And, and House Trotter. Hello. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, gamer friends. <gasps> wow. Wow. So much, so much love. It's really pulsating. I love it. <laughs> it's not a word I like to say. <laughs> I Pulsating love. Uh, oh my god. That's Throbbing. usually something you read in a deposition. Yeah, I, I didn't like that either. So we've been playing a lot of Switch this weekend. We have. Our friends came down. We had a lovely time. Uh, and a lot of it involved getting into some Smash, getting into some Overcooked, getting into some Mario Kart, talking about all these other amazing Switch games that we're now finally able to play because we have one. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we wanted to have a little bit of a Switch Spectacular. Switch Spectacular. And get caught up on, uh, all of our, all of our Switch talk. All right, so for my first question, favorite Switch title of 2018? Zelda Breath of the Wild, even though it didn't come out in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) What if you had to pick one from 2018? Do you think I look like the kind of person who pays attention to the year a game came out? (laughs) Fair enough. I don't even know how to buy or put the game on the Switch. I have a husband for that. I am here for all the feminists out there. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Breath of the Wild is such a timeless game. It doesn't really matter that it did not come out in 2018. It's so beautiful. It's timeless. It's really the game that made you... Because the first time you were on this show, we had only really played Overcooked at that point and Mario Kart. Yeah. But that was the first real single player. Because I had tried you to get to... I tried to get you to play Skyrim previously. Which was a good game. Yeah, but you, it didn't really stick the way that this game did. I mean, Skyrim is like Breath of the Wild on crack. Like, I yeah. can't even... I don't know what's wrong with me, but I have a... This was discussed on my first appearance on Gamer Friends Pod. I have a very hard time navigating my Xbox. Like, I do not understand how to use it. We named it. Episode the- title... <laughs> How do I turn on this Xbox or something like that? Yeah. yeah. But to be um, fair, lots of people who have used the Xbox for years can't. I don't have, I barely know how to navigate the Xbox. It really doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying, I feel like that's part of why I don't stick with playing games on the Xbox. Like Skyrim was great. I would probably play it if it was on the Switch. It is. We can get it for the Switch. Great. Wow. <laughs> We're solving problems. Let's Send us a check Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> But, 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 but. After the invoice for us talking shit. What what came out in 2018 for the Switch? Because I need a list. The only one I know for sure is Smash. And I think that that game sucks. Smash sucks. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. (laughs) 
Okay, well, it's time to hit what came out on Switch in. Oh, you're going to drop that Google music? You can do like the Merlin Man obnoxiously loud. <laughs> Keyboard tapping. No, he he has like a a cue that he drops. It's really really good. I have heard Ce- I have this. Heard you know, Cedric over here is great at the audio things. All right. Uh, let's see. Just dance twenty. Oh no, nope. I was about to make a joke. <laughs> Why don't I just need a list? Oh, okay, here we go. Celeste. Overcooked two came out in twenty eighteen. Overcooked two. Captain Toad, did you play that? She didn't really play it at all. But that's also a Wii U game originally. Oh. Um, Mario, Mario Tennis? Tennis? Didn't get that. Uh, no Nintendo Labo for you guys. No. Your favorite new game that came out was definitely- Pokemon Let's Go. We didn't get that because we're waiting for a better Pokemon game. <laughs> That's the that's the gamer answer. You really didn't play any 2018 <laughs> except for Overcooked 2. I feel like Overcooked 2 <laughs> is my favorite game of 2018 if we're going to limit ourselves like that. But wow. I figured you know it's a new year we would we would, you know, be a little bit more specific, but it's fine. Well, all right, what is your favorite Switch game? Zelda Breath of the Wild. And you, House Trotter? My favorite Switch game in general? Yeah. My favorite Switch game, I would also say, is Breath of the Wild. But since I'm not allowed to say Breath of the Wild, I'm going to say Super Smash Brothers was my favorite Switch game of 2018. Oh, yeah. Like a true gamer. Both of those answers infuriate me because you can't say Zelda because that's my favorite game. Like, let me have something. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you say Smash after I've already made it very clear that that's an awful, awful game. Okay, we should just talk about it. Yeah, let's well, talk about, let's just get into it. Let's, let's get, get into, into Smash. let's get into Smash. You think it's an awful, awful game? Yes. Houseway. Okay, so I would say that it's because it moves too quickly. It's just like you just hit random buttons and you're like, bow, bow, pew, pew, pew. and like, who knows what's gonna happen with every button that you push. I don't understand it at all. You're just like flailing around, hoping that you don't get knocked off or that you knock someone off. I don't even know. Every two seconds, I'm dying. I don't understand it. You know it's that violent. It is violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you, because this is the, the more common complaints for most fighting games. Even though I don't really consider Smash a fighting game, wow. but it's the same. I, not in the way that like Tekken. It's just yeah. it, the mecha- it's just so different. I, it is a fighting game, but it's more about movement like, and platforming. Yeah, as well as like the it's fighting. a Nintendo fighting game. Yeah, it's I, not. I think for me, I just like games that I feel like I'm more in control, mm-hmm. and I feel like with Smash, it just moves way too quickly. I don't feel like I'm in control at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I said, hitting random buttons, hoping that I hit someone and don't fall off. Is this the first time you've played Smash? This weekend? No. No, no. I'm sorry. I just meant this is a game. <laughs> oh, I think so. Okay. That might be why. Because I would say that Smash is like a precision game. That yes. if you can memorize the movesets of the characters that you're playing, um, which is why certain characters I play way more or, you know, I'm much better at because I'm much more familiar with how they work as characters. Um 
You know, I would say that I have a really good amount of control over what is going to happen and what I do and what my character does. You know, sometimes my controller does not always respond the way that I want it to, and and that's certainly uh, frustrating. Get your air quotes out of here. <laughs> I'm the controller. You know, it's it's real. But at, at the end of the day, I like Smash so much because... I feel like it really, especially if you take items off and the stages are not trying to kill you, you really are kind of in control of your own destiny. Yeah. It's a super precise game. And you're not like bad at the game, Sarah. You when you play Isabel in that Gucci coat, it is, you know, <laughs> it is a mess. She looks good in that coat. She does. And she's prepared to camp too. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a fishing rod. She would have been fine at fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> she would have been. Oh, she would have been fishing for herself. She would have been feeding God. herself. She would have been selling people fish for like five hundred bucks. She'd be the fucking mayor of fire festival. Yeah, a mess. I think Smash is also one of those games that you kind of have to practice. Yeah. Like have you, you ever? Have you done the tutorial? No, oh. I've only ever been thrown off the deep end in Smash playing with people who. Probably would consider themselves gamers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see how being the fourth in a game, a match of us, is maybe not the best introduction to Super Smash. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get you like on the tutorials. We gotta get you trained up. We gotta yeah. get you, you know, drinking the raw eggs. We gotta, you know, we gotta rocky, rocky montage. Yeah, we gotta, you gotta, we gotta do it because I, I think. It is definitely one of the most accessible fighting games out there. And it just upsets me. Dude, I think you would enjoy it more if we trained you. Oh, that, that didn't sound good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounded uh, awful. Uh, wow. You need to Mr. Miyagi. You. If only you yeah. could make me better at the game, then I would like the game. Is that what you're I saying? <laughs> but even that, that, that doesn't... I mean, that, that was kind of true for PUBG. Uh, you you kind of felt that way about PUBG. You did not like it as much, and then when you felt like you understood it more and you knew what was going on, you enjoyed it much more. That's true. And even with PUBG, you had some experience with, like, Call of Duty and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which you never really played a fighting game before. Especially this kind, because yeah. like Cedric was saying, it's, it's really not um, like other fighting games. It's not like you know, Dragon Ball Z Super. See, I also feel like with PUBG, I was so desperate to be part of a, a, a community. <laughs> An to, elite gaming community. To have friends, to do things with my friends who I don't live near anymore. And so I really, I put the effort in. But that was before I discovered what kinds of games I actually really enjoy, which are more like Zelda and Skyrim. And honestly, I really would like to play Assassin's Creed. Feel like yes. I'd like it. So I think maybe part of the thing is that you just don't like fighting games. And that's okay. Thank you. It so is okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're still a gamer with a capital G, Sarah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's been given the title, but will she accept the title? I don't know. It doesn't matter because I feel like we just had a breakthrough. I just had my first Oprah moment on the show. Oh! So, Is there a music cue for that? No. <laughs> I have to make one at some point for my this is the I was unprepared for this Oprah moment. It's so rare. You know, I wouldn't blame you for being unprepared. Wow. 
You just said I'm a bad host. <laughs> you get an epiphany. You get an epiphany. <laughs> Everybody gets an epiphany about gaming. <laughs> what is it that you like about, like, like what do you like about Zelda? Like that kind of adventure game. Why are you asking the question? No, I I, 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 I appreciate it. I was like, do do my job. Yes. I like that you get to just explore. I like how big the map is and that you just get to run around and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And if I get bored with scavenging for different kinds of mushrooms to make different mushroom skewers to increase my health, I can go and do a side quest to go and find a dragon, or I can do a side quest to go do something else. I can go find some monster camps and kill the monsters, and then I can go find more shrines. And But I did finish all the shrines, so. Um, how long have you been playing the game? Because I feel like for a lot of people, this is like definitely like a slow burner type of a game. And people just spend like a long time doing things little by little. I think I started playing it in... April or May of 2018. And I found the last shrine on December 28th of 2018. Damn, you have a you have an exact day. It was my birthday. Oh, <laughs> that's well, congratulations. Happy belated. Thank you. <laughs> so now all I have left to do really in the overall story of the game is to go to the castle and defeat Ganon. But that feels like a big undertaking that I'm not ready for yet. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to, like, upgrade all of my armor and clothing to the top, you know, level of upgrading. I'm trying to stock up on cooked, you know, ingredients that increase your health and increase your attack and stuff like that. So that I can go into that castle and defeat Ganon swiftly. Swiftly. I'm not trying to go in unprepared. Absolutely. No, that's, that's how you have to do it. It's Ganon. Crying out loud. <clears throat> Sarah is going to absolutely love Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> you have to play Odyssey. I would even start with, I would start with Odyssey for you. Just, just dive into Odyssey. You're not attached to the previous storylines. And I have a hunch that you wouldn't care that much about the stuff that happened previously. And if you like it, then you can just always go back. That's true. It's like movies. I think you saw Origins right before we got the Switch. I was playing Origins. I'm not going to lie, Ben. <clears throat> I don't pay that much attention to what you're playing, so. <laughs> I don't pay attention to the Xbox. Not wow. really. <laughs> it was the one in Egypt. Yeah. Okay. I only know about that because we went to a museum and went through the Egyptian art archive section, and y'all were talking a lot about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Big Nick was talking a lot about Assassin's Creed those days. Well, we prepared some content that we never used about Origins when we went to the museum. It happens. So, it. you know, I was talking about it. You guys can just find a Greek museum. Yeah. Yes. There's, and do it for Odyssey. There you go. Absolutely. You got a whole other year for that, too. That's right. Seriously. So much time. Yeah. Game's not going away. And more DLCs coming out soon. It's like a good time, Sarah, because all the new content is like, have, some of it has just come out and some of it is still about to come out. So by the time you're ready for it, it'll all be done. Uh, it's, it's a good time to, to jump in. I'll definitely think about it. Mm. I think, too, that although I'm very pleased personally to have discovered that this is the kind of game and gaming that I enjoy mm-hmm. the most and that I can sit around for a whole Saturday and play by myself 
and be completely enthralled. I don't think that it's the best example of why I think the Switch is the superior gaming console. Tell us more. Overcooked and honestly, Smash and Mario Kart and games like that on the Switch where you're playing with your friends, whether you're in person, like on the couch together, or if you are playing online together with friends, these kinds of like competitive and collaborative games on the Switch are why I think it's so fantastic and everyone should have one. Also because it's portable. Right. Thoughts? Yeah, we really used I remember right after we got the Switch, we went to that party uh, like upstate somewhere and we brought it with us and we like hooked it in. We were like at this Airbnb house with like 20 people <laughs> and we hooked the Switch into the TV and played like Mario Kart and Overcooked and people were super into it. Can I tell you how cool we just sounded? We went to this party upstate. <laughs> <laughs> we had the Switch. It does, it does. And that doesn't sound cool at all. No, that doesn't sound cool. <laughs> well, you're, well, we're a bunch of nerds, so it yeah. was cool for us. Yeah. I really, so I have been thinking about this a lot. I feel very strongly that PlayStation makes the best, like, single-player game console in the sense that, you know, a lot of the best single-player games are PlayStation games. You know, God of War, really an incredible game. Also something I think you would really enjoy, Sarah, uh, if you had a PlayStation. Although that menu and that, like, UI is so much worse than Xbox. And if the Xbox UI is partially why you don't play Xbox games, you are not going to be in for a good time with PlayStation. It is bad. I I do not like it at all. Um, But I think that, you know, some of those single-player experiences are really, really top-notch, and a lot of them are exclusive. And then Xbox is really, at least for me, like my multiplayer console where I'm getting online to play, like, Destiny or The Division or About to Be Anthem or Grand Theft Online. Like, all those things I play with other people on the Xbox. And then the Switch has really become my party console. Like, when people are over and there's a lot of people here and we want to play a game together, the Switch just has so many options. The controllers uh, really easily sync and desync and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you brought a bunch of controllers over for this uh, long weekend, and it was really easy to get everything set up. It took maybe, like, five minutes total. And we were off to the races playing Smash all together, and there were five of us here. We had enough controllers for everyone, and we were all able to participate. We couldn't have done that on the Xbox. You know, even if we wanted to play multiplayer, we would have had to have multiple Xboxes here, uh, and same thing for PlayStation. So I feel like games like Mario Kart in particular are just super accessible, for, well, except for your mom. But pretty much everybody— No, she did good. <laughs> she did good. She honestly did a great job. It was very amusing at first because she, like, was holding the controller upside down and stuff. But once we fixed that— we turned on some of the assistance yes, options yes. for her. like The, the auto steer, mm-hmm. the auto forward. Yeah. And it really was enough for her to be able to, look, it, she drives a car, you know, like she, she gets the concept. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she was able to play and it was amazing. Like, I don't think there's many other games that we could have handed my mother a controller and been like, you're going to play this with us. But it's just so simple. But Definitely not Smash. Yeah, definitely but, not. But then Mario Kart, like you can also play that at a pretty high level. Like if you know you have to time all the jumps and you like have to get specific items to you know protect yourself and things like that. 
And I feel like uh, Legend of Zelda is the same way. Like if you have never played, you had never played an adventure game before. And that was the first one. And the game basically taught you how to play it. And then by the end of it, you're doing stuff that's in much more complicated games like crafting things and like finding specific items and, you know, going and doing complicated missions. Uh, and I feel that it's the same about Smash. Like you can play Smash just like running around, you know, using Smash stick and just forward smashing people. But then also there's people who play it at a very high competitive level. I think that's true about Nintendo games in general. They're super accessible, but they also have some pretty high-level play once you get very good at it. The Ace uh, Tennis game, I've heard, mm. is a lot like that. Um, yeah, it looks like a fighting game, <clears throat> honestly. Yeah, I've I've heard that description of it, and I it is on my list. Like, Cedric wants to get Mario Kart next. I want to get uh, the Ace Tennis. Mario next. Kart. I want Mario Wii Sports. <laughs> I want them to just re-release Wii Sports for yeah. the Switch. Yeah. Yo, the, especially Wii Sports Resort with the... I'm sure those controllers are probably good enough now yeah. where, like, they have, like, the accelerometer gyroscope thing. Yeah. Like, I want to sword fight I again. Like, I almost want to, I almost bought, wanted to buy that Mario tennis game just to play motion control tennis. Yeah. People who've never played video games before. Because they can, like, understand that. Right. Like, That's what was so magical about the Wii. There really like, were old people playing yeah, with the Yeah, Wii. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it was like... You know, it's like, oh, it's bowling. Oh, it's tennis. But, like, people loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I played Wii Bowling all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Magical. But it's, you know, Nintendo consoles have always been the party console for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's always been what your friends want to come over and play as a group. Right. Exactly. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. We're not going to. (laughs) No. This gets us back to one of my favorite things about the Switch in particular, which is obviously you have it at your house, your apartment or whatever. Friends come over and you can play it and it's an awesome party console. But then you can also take it with you and bring the party with you, which was, you know, recently, a couple months ago, we were traveling to California for my sister's wedding and my niece and nephew were with us who are 11 and almost nine. and. Obviously, wedding weekends involve a lot of like, (laughs) must be here, must be there, got to get ready, this and that. And Mm -hmm. it can be very boring for children and adults alike. (laughs) And we brought the Switch with us. And it was so easy. You know, we're like, oh, we have to get ready in this random hotel room. Okay, we can prop the Switch on the coffee table and sit down and like play a few rounds of Mario Kart, switch off, you know, get everyone ready and like keep everyone entertained and having fun. Right. It was just so easy. Even the basic design of, like, the fact that there's two controllers on it when it's just in portable mode. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you're not going to want to play, like, an extended game of Smash with those little Joy-Cons. But you totally could if you were right. just sitting there, like, I mean, like I was. I was sitting there with Max just, like, playing. Sorry, can I not say his name on the internet? I feel like it's fine. Okay. I was sitting there with, with my nephew, Max, <laughs> and we were just, like, playing playing Def- Mario Kart. <laughs> We definitely said. We first of all definitely said his name. Like I, I talked about Subnautica explicitly because oh, yeah, he showed right. it to me when we were at your apartment. So Max listens to the show. Shout out Max. Max. Hey Max, what's good? <laughs> and Lily. Yeah, and Lily also. Lily, I don't know if you listen, but hey, girl. Lily, lol, your uh, dinosaur head on the switch. <laughs> <laughs> the T Rex. Oh yeah, there's no. What are they called? There's no me, me for her. She's a T Rex. She was a Darth Vader me. So yeah, I think I think the bona fides of the Switch are are certainly um established here. It's definitely the most portable 
and most accessible console. And, you know, that's just what Nintendo does. Nintendo is really good at being uh, a gaming console for everyone, for, like, the whole family. And, you know, I I, got to respect what they're doing. Like, hats off to the Switch. This episode of Gamer Friends Pod is brought to you by Nintendo. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo pay my rent. (laughs) Oh, well, this reminds me. um, We are going, House Trotter and I are going to Japan in March. Ooh. And I feel like we've only been looking up video game related, specifically (laughs) Nintendo related things that we want to do. Go to the Pokemon Cafe. Go do the non-Nintendo licensed Mari Car go-kart where you can dress up <laughs> <laughs> as a character. Um, completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah. An unrelated Italian plumber. Yeah. Go yeah. to the, isn't there like a video game? There's like video game bars. Yes, video there's game like, bars in Osaka. I want to do that. Yeah, video game museums. Like, Yeah, we are going to Kyoto. That's where Nintendo's headquarters is. Yeah. So we're going to do it up and we'll report back. Yeah. Oh my God, an update. <laughs> the other best thing about this, although, that I'm thinking about is we are going to bring the Switch on the 14-hour flight. Yes. And my brother and his girlfriend also have a Switch. Yeah. So it's that local, we that local that wireless. Four-player local 14-hour flight Mario Kart wireless. Oh, man. The beautiful part about that is that you can be prepared in advance. Just bring an extra battery pack or something. Yeah, my it phone can last the whole pack. time. My phone battery pack will give us like eight hours total. Nice. Then the other six, you sleep because math, that's how math works. Yeah. And there you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm very bad at math. <laughs> very bad at math. All right. I have one more question. Most anticipated games 2019 for the Switch? Pokemon. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm very excited for Pokemon. Uh, the Deus Ex Machina game that's coming out it's like a robot fighting game which is uh this like mech fighting game mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to like um uh mech assaults it's very similar to mech assault or like the gundam games Ooh. yeah yeah so it's very i'm i'm very into it it's just, all the mechs are designed by the guy who did macross so like it's it's gonna be legit it's gonna be super legit mm-hmm. uh was, was it, you know when that coming out i don't know I, sometime in 2019 let's check that out I need I need to ask some clarifying questions yes. about Pokemon. I know I'm excited about Pokemon. I know we didn't get the whatever one came out in 2018. Is that the Pokemon Let's Go? Yes. Yeah. So we didn't get that. And it was so here's where I came from. I was basically like, oh, there's a Pokemon game. I love Pokemon. Like, we should buy it. And House Trotter over here was like, no, because there's a better one coming out in 2019, which is gonna be more like a um uh like a Pokemon a like full Pokemon game. Yeah, like yeah. Pokemon Red or that kind of a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like a lot of people were like Pokemon Let's Go was like a like the middle ground between their mobile game yeah. and like a, you know. I'm not opposed to that game. Like I'm not a, I'm not mad that that game exists. Right. Like right. I know that there are some people who are like mad that it even exists. It's just like not not Gamers, for me. Yeah, game. You know, I think it would be a good show. entree for Sarah though because I don't yeah. Sarah, have you played a Pokemon Appetizer. game before? It's been a really long time. Since I've played uh, like a regular Pokemon game, but I recall that I enjoyed it. Hmm. I mean, play Sun and Moon. I have got, the 3DS for it. Let's do it. It feels like it's more. It's kind of like adventure game meets fight game meets like it's kind of got a lot of elements. Yeah, it's like a turn-based strategy. It's like a that. really yeah. old-fashioned mm. Japanese RPG. That's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah, with really good character design. 
Yes. You know what else I don't like? This is not any question you asked or whatever, but um, you know the, what is the kind of game where, the Donkey Kong game on Switch where it's like. Oh, platformer. 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 2D platformer. I'm really not into those. And see, that makes sense because Smash is kind of a 2D platformer a little bit. I could see that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel I just like really don't like that kind of game and just really hurt my heart because I guess Chrissy Teigen is really into that Donkey Kong game. Yeah, she is. She loves that game. <laughs> she loves it. So I just I felt so sad because I I couldn't connect with her on that. Chrissy so. Teigen, come on Gamer Friends and talk about platformers with <laughs> Sarah with a star. I would love to learn why you like them. Well, that for me, like <laughs> My, I'll say for me, like my very first game console was the original Game Boy that my dad got for me in Hong Kong. The first game I had for it was Super Mario Land, which is a very weird Mario game to start mm-hmm. off with because it does not take place in the Mushroom Kingdom. It's a weird game. But that was the first game I played, and it's like a, a you know, side-scrolling platformer. Hmm. I yeah. do not like platformers either, Sarah. It's just not my bag. Um. So I feel you. I feel you, and I. I, uh, we'll start a support group. I want you to know you're not alone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It feels good to know. The, I mean, in general, they're not very popular. Really? Really? Yeah. I mean, compared to like games like Where is that data Duty. from? True. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to look it up. We're going to fact check that. Yeah. Look dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. Not right now. That <laughs> <laughs> Just insert number. a little bit like false. That is a liar. Well, all right. Okay, well, uh, you know, that kind of wraps up our, our Switch party. Uh, thank you so much, the imitable House Trotter, the lovely Sarah with a star. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> well, all right, that was, that was quite the interview. It was quite the interview. One thing that we didn't like dive into too much was Overcooked Two. Yes, like we like mentioned that we played it, but it wouldn't. We didn't really talk about it too much. It, you know, it was a lot of the same from but, what we played. Yes, but and a better. lot more fun. Yeah, more the recipes were just a little more engaging. Yes, and a little um, more fun. And the stages were a little bit harder. Yes, I appreciated it. I, there was like quite the the logarithmic uh, curve because we were like, oh, this is easy, oh, this is easy. Put the with the seaweed and the rice, oh, this is easy. Put the all that, all that, and then it was like, wow, make this fucking filet mignon ratatouille. Okay, mm. we got three stars on every single one that we did, <laughs> um, and we got through what like ten levels or something. Yeah, so. Um, I, to, I like, need to buy it and yes. actually play it. I love how our strategy always is, though, is like we start the map, we play it for like 15 to 20 seconds, and we're like, all right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do this. 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 Reset, and then we're good to go. You are pounding away on the table. Is it that loud? Yes. I, I, uh, <laughs> I EQ it out. It won't be too basic. Okay. It's drama. Um, yeah, that's exactly what we do. Oftentimes we just start it over, but you know, we only <laughs> failed, failed like what twice. Maybe yeah, and it was all times. your fault. So I don't recall that at all. Mm, of course. Um, I think a lot of it was more your fault. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, anyway, Overcooked 2, really great. Love it. Beautiful. Um, beautiful need to play more. 
All right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Well, yeah, I think that was a show. That was a show. Uh, this week, I'm only going to make one request. Oh. Yeah, because uh, all these download numbers and this rate review thing, it, who cares? Okay. Because Apple, they're fumbling. Okay. Everyone is just fumbling. Okay. I don't care about the numbers. Oh. Because Apple is just like, what numbers? We don't do that. Suddenly, I don't know. I can't read. That's what they're doing. They're pulling Mariah on us, and I'm done. <laughs> okay. Yes. So all I'm going to ask is that you just tell a friend, listen. Listen. Oh, my God. I, it was quite the explanation. I needed to fill time here, okay? It's a long theme Why? song. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. No, he's so upset. I just, I'm elaborate in my calls to action. I'm so sorry. Wow. I want to give, you know, some enter- an entertaining call to action. Please so, yeah, tell, a, tell friend, a friend, and we'll see you here in two weeks. Hey! Deuces. But I didn't get to compliment Cedric. Oh. oh. Okay. Cedric, I think you're so talented. Oh. Your audio work, I don't know what you call it, but it's amazing. Thank you. Every episode of this show is so good. It's so professional sounding. You have to deal with this one, this co-host of yours, wow. and incredibly difficult. Wow. I, I know, and I, it takes a lot of work for you, know, you to put these episodes to together. Put, to really to host this show, and where you don't feel the pain. Yeah, yeah. It's you really lot. shield the viewer yeah. from some of the worst defenses. It's because I love them. So I don't know, you know. Just happy to be a part of it. You yeah, know? So, yeah. Thank you, thank you for being part of this journey with us. It's been amazing, friends. Well. That's a show. That's oh, he took your line. He took the line. Oh my god. Wait, wait. Also, PPS. I will say PPS at the um beginning of the show when your your co-host sings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Game of friends, game of friends, like whatever it is you do. That's pretty. That's pretty close. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the validation. Oh, no. Thank you. He's never going to not do it. <laughs> I would I would always have done it no matter what that feedback was. <laughs> <laughs>